Hello, adventuresses, and welcome to the podcast show for women who love horses, travel, and adventure. I'm Ute, and together with my partner, Heather, I'm happy to welcome you to another exciting episode. One word before we start. If you like this show, please give us a rating or a review on your podcast player, as this will help in keeping this podcast up and running. Also, tell your friends about it so more like-minded women can find us and start listening. Thank you. And today I'm welcoming you to another episode of our, of our Horse Breeds Around the World series. We are talking about a super interesting breed of horse, uh, which is fairly rare and probably very unknown as well, the Karabakh horse. Now, the Karabakh horse comes originally from Azerbaijan, actually from a tiny region of Bergkarabakh, which is situated between Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan and has been contested throughout its history by both of the nations. If you have not heard about this breed, I can't blame you. There's very few Karabakh horses outside its homeland. And these few came uh, during Soviet Union times when horses were exchanged for, for instance, cows. Um, and some of the Soviet uh, Union breeds actually landed, ended in, in Europe. Um, the Karabakh horses are uh, mostly mountain horses. They are really incredible horses to traverse rough and rugged terrain. Obviously, I mean, they were bred in the Caucasian mountains and the Caucasus, which is a very rugged area. And people there had a need for a horse which was able to um, cover large distances in tough and rough terrain with very little food. So, um, yeah, this basically was what shaped the Karabakh horses. The Karabakh horses itself are very connected with Uh, other horse breeds of this area are the Karabedinian horses from the northern Caucasian mountains. Then there's, of course, the Don horses, the Bujanis. We've um, uh, done an episode about the Bujanis as well. If you're interested, I've linked that episode in our show notes. And um, all these horses are like connected. They were interbred with each other. And in Azerbaijan, people also uh, used Arabian horses uh, to cross them with the, with the Karabakh horses in order to make them faster because Azerbaijanis love horse races uh, and also to make them a little taller and better looking perhaps as well. So today we have Karabakh horses and there's uh, a lot of Ar uh, Karabakh Arabian crosses as well. So there's very few original Karabakh horses left. And I'm talking today with uh, a German uh, woman with Verena Scholian. She had, but she actually got her first Karabakh horse quite by accident because as I mentioned, some of these horses were exchanged by the Soviet Union um, against cows in auctions uh, and then just sold to people all over uh, Germany and um, these horses had papers in Russian or in other um, languages and people here in Germany had no idea what kind of horse breeds they were and so Verena Schulin just bought her horse uh, in tourist uh, not knowing what breed he was actually And uh, only because she was curious, uh, she had a natural interest in, in this horse breed. She really loved her horse a lot and enjoyed him a lot that she decided to, to dig into his, his story and found out that he was a Kaaba horse. And uh, ever since she tried to connect people um, owning other Karabakh horses who were brought from, from Russia, from, from uh, Azerbaijan to Germany or to Europe and uh, tried to establish a kind of exchange among breeders. For this, she has uh, founded an association, a breeding association, IG Karabakh in Germany. Yeah, and she works towards improving the breed, towards um, being able to kind of establish the breed. But of course, the gene pool is very, very limited. There's just a very few horses, a handful of horses really, who came to Europe. And it's still very difficult to 
export or to import other horses from Azerbaijan in order to get a broader gene pool, a broader bloodline here into Germany, more bloodlines into, into Germany. So, um, yeah, she's, this is really what her life has been all about and um, her love for horses. And I'm really, really happy that she has agreed to give me this interview. So I'm super proud to present her and the wonderful Karabakh horses. Um, and I just say, let's go to the show. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits, cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Are you tired watching the same old TV series and reruns? Are you looking for something exciting and horse travel related? Look no further. The Equestrian Adventures' TV series are the perfect fit for you. We have released Season 1 and Season 2 of our travel documentaries now. With Equestrian Adventures' TV, you can travel the world on horseback from your living room and enjoy some beautiful destinations such as Greenland, Ireland, Greece, Slovenia or Bhutan. Equestrian adventuresses travel around the world on horseback, sharing empowering stories along the way, explore hidden destinations, and learn about history and culture from the back of a horse. This is the ultimate show for those who love travel, horses, and adventures. Watch or download Season 1 and 2 now on Amazon Prime, Equus Film Channel, or directly from the Equestrian Adventuresses website. As usual, you will find the link to the documentaries in the show notes. Good evening, adventuresses, and here I'm back again today with a super special guest. I um, I welcome Verena Scholian from Germany. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Verena, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. Maybe you can first introduce yourself and tell, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, uh, first of all, I am uh, 73 years old, and I have uh, my horses since... 1990 in the last century. So a long time. Are not the same horses. <laughs> they, uh, but the breed is the same. I have, um, Karabakh horses and I come to Karabakh horses like, uh, we say like, uh, maiden uh, to a child. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, not my first horse. First I had, uh, German Warmblut and uh, Hufflinger and an Icelandic horse, but I changed because I need a new horse. The others died. I am searching for. Mm -hmm. I bought a, a special uh, magazine for only sell, sold horses, not sold sell, <laughs> selling horses. And uh, I found one very very nice looking horse there and I phoned this uh, seller and she told me she was studying in Mainz it's near my city so I said okay it's no problem I come to you to uh, watch the horse no she said it's uh, 
some some kilometers far from here, but I can take you to my horse. This she does. The horse was called in the in this uh, advertise um, special Russian Russian uh, breed. Um, a special uh, looks like um, a thoroughbred in English. Okay, we are driving to that horse. She has two other horses, but this one was in tourist, and it was a Karabakh stallion. Okay. She said, "Okay, we." Let us try a ride, and I take my Arab horse, and you will take the Karabakh horse. No, she does not. Uh, she does not uh, told me the breed. She only says interest. So I uh, took a ride with her, and yes, that was my horse. He was very kind, very. Uh, good to handle very uh, he was very fast but good to handle and after some kilometers I say I take this horse not knowing which breed it is not knowing okay then she gives me the documents of the horse and I saw it was Kyrillic letters in mm -hmm. that times Azerbaijan was a Soviet Union the horse was born in 85, yes, 85, and now when I bought it, five years old. He was very golden, very looking uh, like a very special breed, and I love him at the first moment. <laughs> and then I try to uh, translate the documents, the papers, and I found, found out it was not a Russian breed, it was Karabakh breed. So, Azerbaijan breed. Right. I had so it. This was your first, uh, your first Karabakh horse. Yes, it was my first Karabakh horse. And because it was a stallion and very nice to handle, I say, why should I castrate him? Mm -hmm. He is very nice. No problem. So I need I need a mare for him. And then I began to search. It was a very, very hard search because there were Karabakh horses. What is it? <laughs> Nobody in Germany knows Karabakh horses. When I said Karabakh horse, what is it? Something to eat? <laughs> no. Uh, nobody knows. Right. Um, and I may I write articles in um, this uh, horse magazines. The first article in Freizeit im Sattel. It was uh, at that at this time very uh, spread over Germany magazine for horses for uh, forest meadow. Riders, yeah. yes, right. not yes, not yeah, not uh, dressage. dressage or yes. competition, but yeah, yes. Um, yes, right. And there I write my article and become uh, answers, mm -hmm. letters from Switzerland, letters from uh, Germany, 
two letters from Germany, one from Switzerland, with Karabach horses themselves. And uh, I began to contact these people and uh, I began to uh, search for literature. <laughs> the same problem again. No, no German horse books have Karabach horses in inside. Yeah, Does not exist. Yeah, not very common here. I, yes, um, but one English-written book, it's called Horse Breeds, has Karabach horses inside, and this book I bought and read it, of course. And uh, another one was written, not in a book, but a small article from um, a man who is was working in the Ministry of uh, Foreign Affairs. And he has a mare, a very interesting mare, Karabach mare. And this one I get for breed for some times, but she does not get foal, mm. unfortunately. Yes. And in 1904, I uh, started the IG Karabach and Eurasian horse breeds. Right. That's organization. like a, mm, a breed association oh, yeah. in Germany. Yeah. Right. So did you manage to, like, how did the first Karabach horses come to Germany, first of all, or to Europe? Um, it was a uh, Soviet Union uh, factory, I think. It's called Imex. Imex made a deal with Germany with cows and in change they brought horses of Soviet Union breeds to Germany and on auctions in, uh, not Munich, in somewhere in Bavaria, they sold the horses and in uh, near Köln, there were another one sold with uh, Soviet Union horses to local um, areas in Germany. And one of these areas have uh, one time a year auctions. And okay. There so like, they like come, yes. And there they come to Germany okay. in these I times. See. Yeah. So how how many do you know how many came over how many uh, Karabach I guess there's not only Karabach but other horse breeds as well when you mentioned Soviet Union horses. Uh, in uh, Bavaria there are a lot of people who bought uh, Soviet Union horses mm -hmm. because of the close to to that uh, auction. Mm -hmm. And right. Karabach horses too. Okay. So how many are there um, in, or how many were imported to Germany at the time? Do you know? Um, not not very concrete, but uh, I found out about 15 horses of Karabach breed, but most of them were castrated mm -hmm. and uh, less, less mares. Mm, okay. I found out three mares. One in Köln, near Köln, mm -hmm. and two in Bavaria. Okay. Only these three. 
I see. Yeah. May, let's talk a little bit about the breed itself. Um, very few people know about the Karabach horses, actually. Uh, even in Germany, they are very rare. So can you tell us a little bit what is so special about the breed? What's the story behind it? The breed called Karabach comes from that region called Karabach. You know that? It's a small region in Azerbaijan, um, of, yeah. Yes, in Azerbaijan. Close, close and, to the border of Armenia, I think, yeah. Yes, right. And in this region, uh, the horses were very, very old. Breed is more than, more than uh, our century is old. It's one of the oldest breed uh, all, all over the world, they told me. <laughs> and... Um, This breed is special mountain breed because of Caucasus is nearby mm -hmm. and, and the region of Karabakh is mountainous too. Yeah. So they are very, very good feeted, sure uh, feeded horses and they have more than three gates. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's interesting. I know, I does not know it before, but I have uh, read a book from, uh, uh, not a, a Hungarian writer mm -hmm. who, who writes that and, and he, uh, makes some special words about, but we know this, what he described is the fifth, fourth and fifth gate. Mm -hmm. And uh, my horses, I tested them, have this gait. I made my bisschen slow. Okay. So, um, in tourist, that was my first horse. In tourist has one of these gates. If he is in very uh, special uh, mood, then he begins to, what is it called in uh, English? I don't know. I guess it's a kind of rack or amble, like a tölt. Tölt, yes, tölt. Yeah, rack. Rack? Mm, no, it's not. Yeah. It's uh, something like that. Yeah. The tölt, tölt like the Icelandic horse. Yeah, yeah. Is it the same? It's a, uh, yeah, maybe the English, it's a, uh, but five gated is mm. uh, known, I think. Yeah. Well known. Yeah. And then. I loved this horse. <laughs> right. And you started breeding because you still have them, right? You're still breeding these horses. Yes, I did not have any mare. And so I have a look in the, in the stud book. I, I asked, uh, first of all, I asked the Russians if they have the stud book and they told me, no, they don't have. Uh, it's, It's uh, leaded in Azerbaijan, yeah. Soviet Union times, not in uh, in what is uh, Ryazan is maybe the Russian stud. Mm -hmm. It's Ryazan, but only Karabakh and Dilbo's horses are not led in Ryazan. They are led in Azerbaijan, in, in Baku. Okay, in Baku. Yeah. I and I asked for this book, and I get it. Via Lufthansa. <laughs> <laughs> they, they brought me this book. And then I began 
my study, <laughs> my Karabakh horse study. Right. So then you were able to see how many horses, where were the bread and all. So what happened next? Um, then I write articles in German um, horse magazines to find out more with this horse breed. breed. And they are answering. Uh, first, first of all, five or six yeah, have these horses and they answered when I uh, write articles. And so we began to make our organization. You, you know, in Germany, we need seven people, <laughs> seven people to create an organization. And we have this seven people. Yeah. All right. over. Seven people <laughs> to find a club or an association. That's it all right. Okay. Yes. So you got seven people. And yes. then, then what happened with the breed? Did you manage to, to import more horses or find more horses? No. Already there? Yeah. First, I uh, want to get mares. Yeah. Yes. It was very, 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 uh, yeah, se severe search for mares. Mm. And, um, I found out, no, I, I made the other thing. I have a look in that stud book and found out the Azeris breed with the uh, Arab, not mares, Arab mm. stallions and okay. Karabakh mares. So I have no Karabakh mare, but I have Arab mares. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I made the, the different things I bred with Karabakh stallion and Arab mares. Mm -hmm. And I bought Arab mares. Right. And that was my beginning of the breed. And I not in Germany, you know, <laughs> all, all stallions have to make their, uh, mm -hmm. license, license breeding exactly. license. And that is what I did next the breeding mm -hmm. license of my for your Karabach stallion right my Karabach stallion okay so um yeah so what happened then then you started breeding with arabian mares and um did you uh, find more Karabakh mares eventually or did are you still breeding with arabian mares mostly the next was uh, uh, even even if i have uh, more Uh, special magazines who was writing about Karabakh horses. <laughs> Then I found more uh, who want to breed Karabakh horses mm -hmm. with their mares. And one woman uh, told me per letter that she has a Karabakh mare in Bavaria, mm -hmm. but she is ill now and she could not more be ridden. So she gives me um this mare but not sold but mm -hmm. just for, for, rent. for rent for rent yes yeah. and i have this mare for rent for uh four folds oh, okay but the first folds are stallions then uh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> then i i asked uh switzer a Swiss breeder with a Karabach whom I know. And he said, um, I will, I will rent your 
et euh, non, stallion mm -hmm. to breed sure. and and uh, he, I got the stallion and the one mare one mare and this one mare which I got for rent are uh, then in uh, Switzerland and had there I, I think two two folds with me two stallions as folds and in Switzerland two mares as folds okay. <laughs> yeah so you, you had to swap uh, somehow yeah but but I get one of these uh, mares back no okay. problem that's good that was uh, the beginning of the Karabach breed and it's it was a very difficult beginning because no one in Germany knows Karabach horses I bet <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At this time, I think Karabach horses. Tja, who yeah. is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all these. I think a lot of the Russian breeds are not very well known. Maybe with the exception of the Achalteke. Achalteke, um, Bujoni. So yeah, the Buj Yeah, but even the Bujoni is not very well known in Germany. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Very few people who are really familiar. So. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the horse. Um, I see, I've seen pictures. I haven't seen them in, in, in real life, really, but they're mostly chestnut, right? They're mostly, uh, red, golden in color. They're not very tall. Yeah. They so, are about, about 145 to 150. Yes. Mm, meter. So 40 no, to 15 yeah. hands, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? And, uh, they are not very, uh, spread over Germany. Only the two points where the Imex, this, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this exchange is, took yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was Köln and nearby Munich. Nearby okay. Yeah. So um, what are the horses used for today? I can imagine they make very good endurance horses. Uh, yes, they are uh, used as endurance horses. Two, mm -hmm. two or three of them, of this small, um, yeah, small breed. Community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are used for endurance. And, uh, some are used for, what is it called? Um, it's a, a special, it's working equitation, genau. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Das ist, yeah. Es schon yeah, was, I mean It's very special. Yeah, it's very special. It's, and it's very yeah. popular nowadays in Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's I uh, think. some of them. And uh, mostly they are family horses. Okay. How how many horses do you roughly have an idea? How many horses are there? How many Karabach horses are there in Germany? Oh, I have listed them all. Um, we have now about 60 horses. Okay, that's not too bad i mean it's not many but it's 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 not too bad how how about the gene pool is it um limited very very small very small mm -hmm. because we have only uh, i think three horses at the beginning mm -hmm. maybe four and less mares mm -hmm. that was our big problem the mares mm -hmm. we have uh, taken uh, arab mares instead of Karabach mares to get babies. Okay, I see. How about export or importing horses from um, from Azerbaijan? Azerbaijan? 
Uh, we had the big luck to get four horses in our uh, in our 25th year of uh, existing our club okay. from Azerbaijan, three as a present and one was bought. Three, no, four mares. Four mares. Four mares. Oh, that's good. And two are pregnant. Oh, that's very good. Two of them are pregnant. So we had uh, a big, a big, um, what is it? Pool, pool mm -hmm. for mares now. Big for our, <laughs> yeah. for our breed. Yes. But now we have uh, mares, maybe 20. Okay. For breeding. So that's, that's yeah, pretty breeding. good. I mean, 20 breeding mares. Is there any exchange between Germany, between your organization and, um, Azerbaijani breeders or, um, maybe there's a national stud perhaps? Is there a lot of exchange going on? No. The big problem for us is our European Union has, um, made a limit for the countries. The limit, uh, is, um the countries have to make some i don't know whatever but it's not for azerbaijan azerbaijan okay. is out of exporting horses to european union mm -hmm. so they you're not able to bring any azerbaijani horses to germany it's we can but it's a, a very big work Okay. So you first have to take them to another third country list, mm -hmm. uh, country. So mm -hmm. maybe Russian. Yeah. Russian now is out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a third Turkey, country. Perhaps. Yeah. And then they have to keep there for three months as mm -hmm. quarantine. Mm -hmm. And then you can take them out and on the, uh, duan, duan. Mm -hmm. You have yeah, to pay. Yeah, you bring them to. You have to pay the yeah the tax, the import yeah. tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of money, I guess. It's quite expensive. Uh, yes, yes, right. I see. Okay, well, so what is the situation of the Karabakh horses at the moment in Azerbaijan? Is there like a national stud? Is there a lot of breeding activity? A big horse culture, or is it pretty much not much? Uh, last time I had been there in twenty. In uh, 2019 at mm -hmm. Azerbaijan, and um, now it's very difficult to come there. But they are they now have uh, uh, private breeders. In, mm -hmm. in the first times when I was were there, they have only the uh, uh, government yeah. breed. Mm, the government national breed, yes, and government breed was. Mm. <laughs> I don't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, very good uh, in maybe leading. Mm. Now they have a, a good new director okay. who is interested in horses. Mm -hmm. uh, I make a exclamation mark <laughs> mm -hmm. i'm sure that's a big improvement <laughs> yes and uh, i think it will go growing on mm -hmm. okay so what is the what's the uh, karabakh horse used for in azerbaijan what do people do that ride it um, the riders are 
mostly uh, jockeys. So uh, racing, for, horse racing. Yeah. Yes, horse racing. It's a very common, yeah, common sport mm -hmm. in in Azerbaijan. And now they make polo with oh. the Karabakh horses. They are very good in in polo because they are not as high as the German breed, mm -hmm. and they are very um, agile uh, and yeah, 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 quick yes. to turn and all. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yes, yes. And uh, another thing, what they now are doing is um, uh, polo, mm -hmm. polo, and uh, and long distance. Oh, okay. But not in our way. Long distance means very long distance okay. in Azerbaijan. <laughs> yeah. I see. So, like, what, 100 kilometers, 200 kilometers? More, more. more even. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is there is there horse tourism? Is there any people going for like now? Now, rides? when I was the first time in Azerbaijan, I thought, poor horses, they are standing in uh, very very uh, deep dirt mm. and uh, no light, mm. no air. Mm -hmm. uh, was nothing for horses and they were very small and thin why i don't know good now um the people may uh, make more interest in their own horses because their horses are not only horses it's a common what shall i say um like a flag something mm. like a flag um yeah, like a national heritage or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yes, something um, very yeah important uh, for the for the people. Yeah, something yeah, to identify not, with. Not only people for the whole Azerbaijan, mm -hmm. it's for the country. The whole, mm -hmm. Yes, hmm. it's like a flag. Okay, like in Turkmenistan, for instance, where the horse is very popular. Yeah. Yes, and uh, if someone has a Karabakh horse, it. Uh, as a yeah mm -hmm. it's of big interest that's good that's always good if the statue of the horse is good people take care usually yes right they're proud of the horses that's important yes mm -hmm. and you are uh, a good good mentioned horse uh, man if you have a karabakh horse ah, i see okay so it is kind of the national breed of azerbaijan really yeah yeah i see Oh. So now you have this association, the uh, the IG Karabach, and founded in Germany. So, what are the aims of your association? What what do you really want to achieve? Oh, we have several. Because first of all, we had only seven members in our club. <laughs> you know, uh, in Germany, you only can create yeah. a club if you have seven. Exactly. And these these seven are not only Germans, are Swiss and uh, Austrian and uh, Italian mm -hmm. members. And now we have more than these European members in other countries. And we have uh, the aim to make the Karabakh horses well-known all mm -hmm. over the European countries mm -hmm. and well-known in some sports. Okay. 
we now uh, make Karabakh horses well known in uh, archery. You know archery? Yeah. Yes. Horseback archery. Okay. Yeah. 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 Horseback archery. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, we have some uh, some members who does this. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, and uh, we have uh, another good. I am no rider. I am a rider, but only for we say uh, wood, meadow, and Feld, Wald, and Wiesen. Yeah, basic, basically, a horse rider who's just doing it for pleasure. Your pleasure rider. Well, but yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. a pleasure rider too. I love riding just uh, for the enjoyment of it. I think it's the best yes, way to do me it. Me too. Me too. And I am um, very proud of my of my breeding. Most mm -hmm. of the Karabakh horses in Germany and all and, and more than Germany are horses from my breed. Mm -hmm. I began to breed these horses because they are very calm, calm, but they love one person, not mm -hmm. more. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they does all for this person and they are handled handling uh, mm -hmm. because not not very tall mm -hmm. they're easy but, to handle yeah yes and mm -hmm. uh, they look like gold yeah yeah that's what i read they're like this yeah. reddish golden colors are very beautiful yeah. horses yes yes nice horses mm -hmm. and uh, i'm very proud of my horses and they are not only uh, fox colored mm -hmm. they are brown horses too but mm -hmm. in azerbaijan they crow down Why okay. I don't know. They have no uh, interest to make this brown color create hmm. again. Interesting. So you prefer? They prefer actually the chestnut, the red colors in horses. Yes. yes. Okay. And, and they I have, have some brown one. Mm -hmm, brown ones, and I've heard there's also the buckskin, the falp uh, color. Yes. Um, bucks. Yes. Bike. Uh, buckskin colors. They are not used in Azerbaijan, mm -hmm. but I have found out in old books mm -hmm. that Karabakh horses must have this color. Mm -hmm. okay. There were some with this color in old, very old in the books, days. 1800 mm -hmm. something, yes. Okay. The old so, days. But by the end of the day, people there prefer the chestnut, the red color, and uh, don't like any of the other colors. Right. Hmm, I see. Interesting. So do you think um, you'll be able to to make the Karabakh horse a more common horse in Germany or in Europe in the future? Do you think um, it has a good future here? It. Uh, I told about that we only have some, not uh, hmm. in, in totally maybe 100 in all over Europe. Hmm. So we cannot make it very uh, common, uh, yeah, very because common. of the yeah. If we are if we were asked for buying a horse of a Karabakh horse, we say, oh, sorry, we don't have. Okay, so there's n there's not really many for sale either. No, the the mares we breed with. Yeah, mares are our gold. Too, yeah, they're too <laughs> yeah. valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, the stallions, when they are good, we take them for breeding too. Mm -hmm. When and these uh, who are not for breeding, they can be sold. But okay. 
right? So you gel them and yeah. sell them. Yeah. So there's still not many Karabakh horses in Europe. And um, well, maybe one day you can export some more from uh, from Azerbaijan and uh, reinforce your breeding here. One horse of my breed is going to Azerbaijan hmm. as a present. Shall I say? Mm-hmm. Sure. For Erdogan. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, why not? Erdogan has one of my horses in his stables. Okay. Is that in Azerbaijan or in Turkey? It's uh, in Turkey now. Mm-hmm. He he has got this horse uh, as the end of the war in Karabakh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. As a present from Azerbaijan mm-hmm. to Mr. Erdogan. So, Mr. Erdogan, I see. Yeah, well, they are allies in the war, uh, which is, I think, still ongoing. So I can imagine. Um, yeah, that's so cool. I mean, one of your horses in such a famous stable. I guess you must be so proud. I don't think. Okay. Well, we are running out of time here. Verena, it was so nice talking to you about this really interesting breed. And um, I'd love to visit you and see your horses one day. Yes, you can. Where are you living? At the moment, I am in Germany. I'm not far from you, actually. So I should come and see you. You are invited. Thank you. (laughs) And that's it for today's episode. Heather and me want to thank you very much for tuning in to the Equestrian Adventurers' podcast, the show for women who love horses, travel, and adventure. Are you missing a topic or have an interesting story to tell? Contact us through our Facebook group, or send us an email on podcast-show at equestrianadventuresses.com. For all information on this episode, check out today's show notes. You can find the link in your podcast player window, or just go to the Equestrian Adventuresses website under podcast. Here you can find all the information about our virtual workshop, Adventuring with Your Horse, our latest free travel guidebook, The Ultimate Equestrian Adventuresses Bucket List, or our 1000 Miles Challenge. So long, everybody. Happy trails.